Hafiz Ibrahim Tahir, has it come or no? Check with Hafiz Ibrahim if it's come. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa. Wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladheen astafa amma ba'd. Fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajimi bismillahi rahmanir rahim. Lan tanalu al-birra hatta tunfiku mimma tuhibboon. Subhanu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wa salamu ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad. One of the beautiful things about Fazali Sadaqat and many of Hazrat Shaykh Ladi's Tasanif's works is the way he has arranged his ayat of Quran. This is a special gift Allah Ta'ala gave these great ulama because they're not arranged in order of revelation nor are they arranged in order of sequence they appear in Quran. This is Marifat Allah Ta'ala gave them that they take these scattered pearls and the different ayat on the topic of sadqa, and they will string them in a way that made the most flowing sense, makes a person feel as if these ayat Quraniya are just waves that are lapping and coming upon the shores. Once I had chance to read a small work by Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalani Namtale, and this whole work is just ayat Quraniya, short work, maybe 40-50 pages, just ayat, the whole book is just ayat. Ayah after ayah after ayah after ayah, ajeeb and gharib, the way Hazrat Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jalani arranged those ayat Quraniya, the way he strung those topics together, had an incredible effect on a person's heart. Once our own Shaykh, his Shaykh Hazrat Khajar Ghulam Habib Ramtane, he was giving bayan and there were some Arabs there, so he shifted bayan and the whole bayan were just ayat to Quran, ayah after ayah after ayah after ayah. In the beginning he just brings ayah after ayah after ayah on sadqa. So this verse Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran, Lan birra, that none of you will arrive at bir, none of you encompass bir. Now bir normally they translate it as taqwa. Bir is a different word in Quran, taqwa is a different word in Quran. It's difficult in English to capture this, right? You may be people called taqwa, piety, they're called bir virtue. Bir is something maybe closer to virtue. Virtuous, nobility, excellence, karam. Right? So none of you will really attain the crowning achievement of virtuous, nobility and excellence. Until what? Until you spend hatta tunfiku. But from what? From those things that you love. So it's showing that you might give charity, but you're giving the medium. Because the fatwa is that you shouldn't give the least quality. You don't have to give the highest quality. Fatwa and the adab even is told. Not even just fatwa, even the adab normally is told like this, that you give what is your dharmyana, you give of your medium, normal quality. So what you normally eat at home, you give that. You don't have to give the most fancy food. Don't give the leftover food. Give the medium quality. But you won't get beer if you do that. Bir is crowning achievement. Bir is the height of virtue, nobility, excellence in deen. So when will you get that? When you spend from tunfiku mimma to hibboon. When you spend from that which you love. You give away that which is beloved to you. You give away that favorite dish. Hmm? And mashallah, we included an adab of eating. I'm a shaykh that used to teach us and many of you may have learned in Path of Tablik I'm sure as well that adab of eating when you're eating you should want the other person to eat first. If your favorite piece is leg piece because that's a good sunnah and in fact you should try to institute this sunnah of sharing the food from one plate. This is one of those sunnahs that Allah blessed Jamaat of Tablik to do tajdeed of this sunnah. And this used to be sunnah in Langar and Khanka and places of Mashaikh and when we studied in Darulum we used to all eat in one big 
mm, what you call platter, right? Two, three, four, five of us, mashallah. And there, because some of us, we were also friends with each other, so you would teasingly try to take the best piece just out of fun. That's a different thing. That's fun and games and sport between fellow classmates. But normally you should want what? That if your leg piece is the favorite, don't touch it. Don't go near it. Hmm? Give that away. Hmm? When the person knocks on the gate, give your favorite piece away. Give your favorite food away. Now what Allah Ta'ala is, Look at the tarbiyah. The greatest tarbiyah is by Allah Ta'ala through Qur'an. We have to get tazkiyah bil Qur'an. And we've been explaining that to you in these morning two sessions. Tazkiyah bil sunnah. We explained that to you late last night. It's when you get full tazkiyah tarbiyah from Qur'an and sunnah. Then you get that polish which is from the zikr of the awliya. That's an extra gloss. But you need the base coating. So look at this tarbiyah Allah Ta'ala is giving. It's telling you, you will never get bir. Never. Lan. You will never, ever, ever, ever get bir. You will never reach that crowning height of virtue until you spend from that which is most beloved to you, most precious to you. It can also be an amount. Sometimes people give charity in the amount that's easily comfortable to them. No, give that money that you were saving for yourself. Can you imagine that? Normally you open the vault and you take out one note to give. So what is mahbub to use the rest of the notes? Imagine leaving one note, taking the rest of the notes and giving that. This is mimma to hibboon. He mentions some stories, incidents of this. First from Sahabai Kram, Sayyidina Anas radiallahu anhu, and he narrates that from amongst the Ansar, Sayyidina Abu Talal radiallahu anhu, he had the largest number of groves and gardens of date palm trees. And this was a great, significant means of wealth in that time in Medina Manawra. So he had a garden called Birha, which he liked the most, and it was right in front of Masjid Nabi. Subhanallah. And Nabi Kareem was also very fond of this garden. And sometimes after, before Salah, he would like to go in that garden and drink the sweet water that comes from it. So when this verse was revealed, look at the Sahabi Karam. Look at the Sahabi Karam. When this verse was revealed, he heard verse, he heard ayah. And how would he have heard the verse? This is another beautiful thing. When did Sahaba first hear the verse? Me and you first hear these things? Many people. Many people, this is also Barakah as a Shaykh, many people first hear verses of Qur'an, meaning explained through Fazal Iman, Fazal Sadaqat. But for these Sahaba Ikram, they would first hear the verse that Nabi Kareem sallallahu recited new verse today in Salah. Or oh, we went for Fajr, we heard new verse in Salah. We heard new verse in Maghrib. Can you imagine? So it moved him. He heard Kalamullah. Ada expressed from the beloved lips of his beloved Nabi Akram. So he heard it and he wanted, he wanted this bir. He wanted it. He said, there's something called bir. Subhanallah, I want that also. They would hear anything they would hear, they wanted. They heard taqwa, I wanted. Bir, I So he came to Nabi Akram and he said, Ya Rasulullah, among all of my possessions, I love my date garden, palm, date palm groves the most. And of all my date palm gardens, I love this birha the most. So I want to give it in sadaqah for the sake of Allah. Allah Akbar. What does it mean? What he loved more was he loved the chance to be beloved to Allah. They was their yearning, their love for Allah They just wanted to hear, give us a glimpse what makes us more mahbub, most mahbub. So he gave it away. He gave it to Nabi Muhammad and he said, Ya Rasulullah, you spend it as you wish. So then look at Nabi Muhammad So he accepted charity. He said, well done to you. Tuba lak. 
Oh, congratulations to the Shabash, to the Jitero. Hmm? Congratulations to you, well done to you. And then what did he say? He said, I think the best way to spend this in charity is that you, Abu Talha, you should distribute this amongst your own relatives who are needy. Ya Allah, Allah Akbar. Abu Talha, he agreed, and then he gave the, that wealth away to his cousins, relatives, those who were needy. Hmm? And then he said another thing, Ajib. Then he said another thing. The Ya Rasulullah you know that my garden was most beloved and it was also the most valuable thing that I had. And I gave it away in charity. And I wish if I could, I also wanted to give it secretly. Because what we did yesterday, I wanted to give it in a way that I give it my right hand, my left hand doesn't know. But Ya Rasulullah, what can I do? This is such a public garden. Everybody knows it's mine right across Masjid Nabi. I had no way. How can you secretly give away an entire garden? But it was his wish. Look at his niyyah. He wanted more. He wanted gold upon gold. This was Sahaba Ikram radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'een. And for many of you, this is ghair maruf sahabi. Yani Sayyidina Abu Talha. Many of you don't even know about him or know his name. That's a separate story. Hmm? So look and imagine if you say, not that against other, we can never talk like this ordinary sahabi, average sahabi. La hawla wa la billah. Can you ever call a diamond ordinary? Can you ever call a diamond average? Each and every one of them was virtue, paragons of virtue and excellence, but relatively unknown to the people today. So imagine if this was their status like that, this was their shan like that. So sure enough, then there's also stories of uh, other sahab ikram So when Zayd ibn Haritha, he heard this verse recited, so he had a horse. Hmm? He had a horse that was the most beloved to him. Subhanallah. So he came to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasulullah the most thing beloved to me is my horse. And they loved, they were mujahideen. And they had a different, different love for their horse. Hmm? Different love for their horse. So he gave it to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for charity. So Nabi Karim accepted the horse. And then he told Zaid, you call your son Osama, Osama ibn Zaid radiyatanu. And he gave the horse to Sayyidina Osama radiyatanu. He gave it to the son of Sayyidina <coughs> Zaid radiallahu ta'ala so then Zaid he was uneasy over the decision Sheikh Ludi writes that he was somewhat uneasy over the decision thinking that the horse thus came back into the family but Rasulullah explained to him that don't worry your sadaqah has been accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having received the horse having received I received the horse from you for charity then it was my choice whom to give it to, so I gave it to your son. You did not give it to your son, you gave it to me, and I did what I liked with it, and I liked to give it to your son. I've looked at Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Now this is how much Allah Ta'ala loves. This is also Allah Ta'ala's love for these sahaba. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala just wanted to see you give it for his sake. He just wanted to take it from you. Allah Ta'ala wanted to see you give it in His name and for His sake and out of His love. And Allah Ta'ala loved that love that Sahaba had for Him. So out of Allah Ta'ala's love for them, He gave it back into their family. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this is true. Now the stories is true for every sadaqah. Whenever you give from that which you love. And for some of us, again, the wealth itself is what's beloved to us. For many people now today, it's actually their cash, their money that's most beloved to them. More than any other property or possession or item they may have. So when you give that out of the love for Allah SWT, and that's coming in the next few days, Allah Ta'ala returns it many fold. Allah Ta'ala can multiply it. That same wealth that you gave out of love for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will return that same wealth multiplied many times back to you. 
But the key is that you have to give from what you love and you have to give it with ikhlas purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in another hadith that Sikhli mentions a bit later, but I wanted to connect it to this, it's about the same Sayyidina Abu Talha, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that once what occurred to him, that he had heard this verse, that give that which you love, but he didn't give it instantly upon hearing recited. He had heard it and he knew this, that this is to get closer to Allah ta'ala. How did he discover that this was most beloved to him? So he narrates himself that once he was praying salah, and inside his salah, the thought of his guard occurred to him. Maybe that may have been the time when it was lush and blooming with date. Maybe he was remembering it. So after he finished that salah, he realized that, oh, this is so mahboob, this is so beloved to me, that even thoughts of it are coming in my salah. So then he said, okay, I will do amal on the ayah that I heard, that give that which is beloved to you. Now I've learned what is beloved to me. So his sense of value means his imani ghirat could not tolerate the thought that a material thing would interrupt him during prayers. So he went to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he gave it away. Then he mentions that another Ansari Sahabi, which he doesn't mention the name, had a similar experience, that his date palms were in full bloom, and he thought of them in Salah, how finally the dates had appeared and ripened. He realized his mistake, this was the time of the Khilafah of Sayyidina Uthman al-Ghanir radiyallahu So he went to Amir Mu'mineen, Khalifa to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu and he told him that accept this date palm grave and date palm garden in my sadaqah. And it was accepted and sold for 50,000 dirhams. Allahu Akbar. 50,000 dirhams. That's how much sadqa he made. Just because he thought about it in his salah. Hmm? How many times today do people think about their business and shop in salah? About the next deal in salah? If we were to do amal on this, huh? imagine that if you think of it in salah, you must give it away. In fact, that's enough to scare you not to think about it in salah. Huh? This is a good way to make sure if we say that you should do this, then you will be sure never to think about it in salah because it's so mahbub to you. <laughs> so mahbub to you. Hmm? But look at these sahabi. In another, why did Shaykh al his marfat, why did he mention this here? He wanted to show that shane sahaba did not stop when Nabi Kareem Sassam passed away from this world. Sahaba did this when Nabi Kareem was alive and he had passed away. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr had passed away. And Sayyidina Umar had passed away. But this is shan of Khulafai Rashidun and shan of sahaba that even the Dora Usmani, even still sahaba kram were like that. Same feelings. The sahaba, they had istikama in their feelings. These are carefully strung pearls by Hazrat Shaykh Ladi. Even after Biyakrim Sallallahu passed away, the Sahaba had feelings like that. The Sahaba had feelings like that. Then, then uh, Shaykh Ladi quotes a few more ayat. Here, because like I told you, because we want to show you a bit of the whole book, so we won't do be able to do every ayah with you. I prepared three more, but obviously we can't do all three. Hmm. Ajeeb. Kya chune aap ko sunane ke liye? Ajeeb mamla. Subhanallah. Khair, we'll recite this one for you. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Allah Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Wabashr al-Mukhbiteen That give glad tidings to the Mukhbiteen this word doesn't appear very frequently in Quran. Mukhbit literally means those who lower themselves. But here it means humility. 
those who are deep humility, mukhbitin. There's another. In fact, there's so many words. This could itself be a dar series. All the words Allah Taala has used, different words for mu'minin to define their sifat, different attributes of mu'minin. Wa bashir, yani give great glad tidings of the love and pleasure of Allah Taala, the honor of Jannah to these people who are mukhbitin. So who are these people? Alladina idha zukir Allah wajilat kulubhum. Like it comes in Surah Mu'minun about the believers, إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَ الْقُلُوبُهُمْ So same word, I mean when Allah Ta'ala is mentioned, when just the mention of Allah Ta'ala is done in their presence, their hearts tremble and quiver. Maybe they tremble with fear of the azmat of Allah Ta'ala, but they also tremble in delight, in ecstasy, in joy when they hear the name of their beloved Allah. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Second attribute of them was sabirina ala ma asabahum, and they bear patiently and endure whatever tests and trials Allah Taala makes before them. Third attribute of mulmuqimi salah, they establish the salah regular, they're firm and steadfast. The pillar is a rukun and a pillar. The prayer is a pillar in their life. Then fourth, uh, fourth attribute, وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And they spend from that which Allah Ta'ala has blessed them with. So here Shaykh Ladi Samtai mentions that these mukhbitin, they get the contentment of Mujahid, who is a great mufassir from the Tabi'in, student of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas, that he mentions that mukhbitin are those who have contentment. Sayyidina Amr ibn As, he narrated that mukhbatin are those who do not oppress anyone, nor do they retaliate when others oppress them. Sayyidina Dhahaq, he said that mukhbatin are simply those who are humility. So it means that their hearts are filled with awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all that they do is for the sake of Allah. Then last incident, very famous incident of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and the great incident of the ismat of his beloved daughter and beloved mother to all believers, Umm Muminin Sayyidina Anha. So what happened when this happened, it's a long story, when Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was traveling somewhere and Umm Muminin Sayyidina Aisha was because she was woman and also um, from Ummu Mu'mineen from Azwaj Mutaharat. So she was has her own special, you can say, camel, her own special little caravan and her own concealed compartment placed on top of that camel. So in the course of that journey, her camel was left behind. Her camel, whatever you would call that thing, was left behind. Now the Sahaba say that because well, because she was so light and so young, they couldn't tell the difference ever when they picked it up. Is she in it or not in it? Because they couldn't tell the difference. Is she present in it or is it empty? So she ended up being left behind. To hear many of you will know this story. It's a very long story. But some of the munafikun, they tried to cast an aspersion, cast a smear on the haya pagdamani, the izzat of the greatest, one of the greatest women, and ulama is one of the four greatest women. Some say maybe the greatest woman. Hmm? Bibi Maryam Anha, Bibi Asir Anha, Umm Mu'minin Sayyidah Aisha Anha, and Bibi Fatima Anha, and Umm Sayyidah Khadija. These are the five greatest women. Five greatest women ever. Hmm? Allah Akbar, can you imagine the evil and treachery of such a munafik? Hmm? So here, 
Allah Ta'ala declared his innocence, her innocence in Quran Al-Kareem. But Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, and he was a father. And as a father, he loved his daughter. So there was one relative of his who was slightly involved in this. Very slightly. You can just say, he didn't say anything, do anything, but he lent an ear. And by lending an ear to the rumors, so there were some people who do that. It's also a big thing. That by lending an ear to rumors and hearsay, you're also guilty. Hmm? And this is a very big fitna that has come in our ummah generally and many communities. That there's rumors, hearsay, talk and tales. Even if you lend an ear to it, if you listen to it even passively, you don't close your ear to it, you don't walk away from that gathering, you don't tell that person to be silent. Lending an ear to such things is also a sin in our deen. You become a party and accomplice to the crime of riba. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr, he was upset. He was upset. So he made a qasam. He swore that, Ya Allah, I'm not to give that relative of mine this charitable support that he was giving him. That's stipend anymore. If I say anything to him, I won't go be angry with him. I will withdraw my support from him because he lent an ear to the rumors that were spread about my beloved daughter. O Mu'mineen Sayyidina Aisha, look at tarbiyah of Allah in Quran. Allah Akbar. Although Siddiq is Mahbubullah, he's the most beloved to Allah after Anbiya. The most beloved human being after Anbiya, Sayyidina Siddiq, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. But he makes his irada. Technically it's jayz. It's 100% jayz in Sharia. This is why we don't talk about what's jayz. It's permissible. It's permissible to withdraw your voluntary support and sadaqah for someone for any reason you want. But Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Allah Ta'ala hold him to a higher standard. Allah Ta'ala wants him to have this bir. Allah Ta'ala wants him to always have the crowning height of virtue. So Allah Ta'ala sent ayah down in Quran. Allah Ta'ala sent ayah down in Quran al-Kareem. وَلَا يَعْتَلُوا أُولُوا الْفَزْلُ أُولُوا الْفَزْلُ Those who have the financial ability. That those who have financial ability minkum, and some translate this fadl as being those who have grace and dignity, the fadl that Allah Ta'ala gave him, yu'tihi man yasha. So those who have been given grace and dignity, honor to sifat and attributes, wasa'a, and they've been given expansion in their wealth. So it does not befit them that they should make this intention that they won't give to their family or their needy for the cause of Allah Ta'ala. But rather Allah Ta'ala says that what should they do? They should rather forgive. They should forgive. They should forgive for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala and they should show indulgence. Don't you want? Don't you Allah to hibbuna an yaghfirullahum? Don't you love this that Allah Ta'ala should forgive you? Wallahu ghafurur rahim. And indeed Allah Ta'ala is all forgiving, all merciful. So look at this tarbiyah. So the world came up with a rule, golden rule. Do to others as you wish others to do to you. Allah Ta'ala came up with true golden rule. Be with others as you wish Allah Ta'ala to be with you. It's a big difference. <laughs> Be as forgiving to others as you want others to be forgiving to you. How much can an other be forgiving to you, an other creation? No, Deen says, be as forgiving to others as you want Allah Ta'ala to be forgiving to you. This is what Allah Ta'ala is saying in the verse of Quran. Allahu Akbar Kabira. That's perfectly. We want Allah Ta'ala to completely, perfectly, entirely forgive us even though we are guilty as charged. So then Allah Ta'ala sent Quran, then you must also forgive people who are guilty as charged. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't clear that person. Yes, he did lend an ear. He did listen. But oh Abu Bakr Siddiq, you are my Siddiq. 
It does not befit your status, your fuzzle. It does not befit you to be like that. Allah Akbar, so when Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, whether Allah Ta'ala knew, he heard this ayah, he heard this ayah of Quran, so he, he made tawbah, and he made niyat that he was going to, uh, of stopping, he had, he, had, he had stopped the stipend and maintenance and support of that person, so he immediately made niyat to resume it again. Hmm? So this is Allah Ta'ala showing us that this sadqah is given for the sake of Allah, it's not withdrawn. It's not to be given due to your likes, withdrawn to your dislikes, given to whom you want, not given to whom you don't want. No. Khalisatan lillah. So because Ramadan is also the month of sadqa, it's important that we learn these things about sadqa. Hafiz Ibrahim Tullah. Is handout available or no? We are going to recite khatamat. If there are few of you who would like to see it, so one due to the barakah of one brother, this is called barakah to sail. Barakah to sail, we were taught in Darulum. It means sometimes somebody asks a question, and due to the barakah of that question, the whole gathering benefits. So one person asked me that, can you have written form these ayat that you recite so I can see them? So some of you, mashallah, many of you are hufals also, so you may not need such a thing. But anybody who would like, so they've made some copies, you just raise your hand. Ibrahim, those who wish it, who, who wish to have it and keep it and can take care of it, so you raise your hand. And inshallah, I think they are gradually going to be making enough copies for all of you. Today I think they made a few because I asked them to laminate. Did you laminate it? Laminate? In progress. Okay, then we will take it back from you. It's better that this should be laminated. Because inshallah you will take it, you will use it. You don't want the paper in which ayat al-Qurani are to be worn, to become frazzled. So rather we wanted to laminate, so that was the delay. So they're going to give it out to you, but then you return it to them and inshallah it will be laminated and give it to you. So inshallah we will begin this khatamat al-Khwajagan. Begin with اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله
اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا اله الا انت سبحانك اني كنت من الظالمين لا اله الا انت سبحانك اني كنت من الظالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم منان الرحيم والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الرحمن الرحيم إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون إنا لله وإنا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله ولي الذين آمنوا الله
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم make short couple of minutes maraqaba close your eyes bow your head disconnect yourself from the world make the intention your kalb is making zikr of allah's ism azam ism jalala allah 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 the same love for Quran you put in the heart of these mufassirin muhaddisin ulama you put the same love for Quran in our heart the same understanding of Quran in our heart the same love for the sunnah the same love for hadith the same fahm hadith the same understanding of hadith that you put in the heart of the ulama muhaddisin the awliya mashayikh as a shaykh al-adis ma'am zakarir ham ta'ala because of our nisbat with this book 
and his the nisbat of that book with him uh, our nisbat with this masjid the nisbat of this masjid with him yet uh, Bikrim put that same love for hadith that same love for sunnah that same feeling of sunnah that same understanding of hadith in our hearts Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah let us become people of sadaqah people of sadaqat Ya Rabbi Kareem endow us and accept us to give every kind of charity to every kind of person fulfill every kind of need to earn every kind of your pleasure Ya Rabbi Kareem us give of that which is beloved to us that which is dear to us that which is close to us and let us give only and only for your sake and only for your name seeking the pleasure and the expression of your pleasure not just in this world and not just on that day but we want the expression of your pleasure Abadi Ya Rabb for all of Akhira Ya Rabb in Jannatul Fos Ya Rabb accept this dua from us Ya Rabbi Kareem put the feeling of charity in our heart always and ever Ya Rabbi Kareem Rabbana Takambal Minna Innaka Anta Samiul Alim Watumbu Alayna Innaka Anta Tawabul Rahim Wa Sallallahu Ta'ala Ala Habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Ajma'in Mirahmatika Ya Arhamar Rahimin